0: Welcome to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacoonacore community. I'm Matt Wrightcraft and with me tonight is... Mike Dyer. And Russell Taylor. How are you doing guys?
1: Uh, Good, thank you.
0: Very well, thank you Matt. Jolly good, jolly good. Okay, let's start off with some news for you. Uh, You might have seen posted this week uh, pictures taken uh, by Devious Photography of Lacoonacore at the Majestic Theatre in Madison, Wisconsin. This was on the 19th of February. We'll post the link to the gallery in the show notes for this show. But I highly recommend all fans check out those photos. They're really pretty cool, aren't they guys?
1: Yeah, definitely. definitely. I would say I would say that they're probably the best photos I've seen so far of the tour. And whoever's taken them should be very proud of how they've captured the mood of the gig. It's, it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, they definitely capture as Mike says the live setting and the the overall feel of what it's like being in the crowd watching the band perform.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of energy in those pictures as well and they're quite distinctive. Um taking photos myself I can kinda of see what the photographer's done, made it very H D R like, so it's kinda quite, quite grainy in places. Yeah, lots yeah. of detail. But there's lots of lots of energy in the pictures which I really like. Mm. Not your typical um Lacuna Core photos, I have to say.
1: No, no, they're they're very unique in what they've done with them, like you say, the uh and it's I, I was blown away by them when I first saw them. They're just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, really very good.
1: Yeah.
0: What else have we got to tell you? Oh yes, what I was going to say is um, on the subject of news. Um, not I don't think many people know this, but on the Empty Spiral website, uh, we have a couple of RSS feeds. So for those people that are familiar with RSS. Uh, you can check out specific news and subscribe to news channels uh, in the bottom right hand corner of the site we've got Google Alerts and Facebook news directly from the Lacuna Core Facebook page so if you want to stay in touch with um, Lacuna core related news uh, obviously you can come to Empty Spiral, you can come to the Empty Spiral Facebook page but you can also check out the feeds we've got for Google and uh, Facebook so um, check them out if you get a chance on the subject of I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, yes, on the subject of live <laughs> performances, um, we also have on the front page of Empty Spiral the uh, Lacuna Core live performances link, which will tell you when the next live show is. But from there, you can also subscribe to the Lacuna Core tours iCal feed, which allows you to automatically import new shows into your calendar, whether it's on your phone or whether it's through your email client at home or elsewhere. So it's worth checking out if you want to stay on top of that. I just remember to say that. I just spotted it on the on the page. I thought I'd better mention it. Competition time! So celebrate the uh, the podcast and the first of our competitions celebrating ten years of Empty Spiral, we're going to have a podcast only competition. Really, really simple. All you need to do is provide us some feedback, uh, whether on the Empty Spiral site on our podcast page or on the Facebook page or even via Twitter. And then we'll pick someone special to receive a signed poster for free. And we might also throw in uh, a couple of other surprises in the uh, the tube as well. So uh, when you hear this, write something down or send us an email or put something on the page. Just let us know what you think and take it from there. Good luck, everybody. Okay, let's move on to something new for the podcast now as we talk to members of the Lacuna Coil community about what it's like to be a fan of the band. We've got a couple of special guests with us this morning, a couple of coilers from the community. Uh, ladies, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
3: I'm Emma and I'm Peach.
0: What can you tell us about yourself?
3: Uh, I like Coil, as does Peach. Um, I've been into him since I was about 15. Sadly, I'm 25 now. <laughs> Um, and Peach got into them about two years ago, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, roughly that, when we yeah. first met.
4: Is pretty
3: much which is pretty good. We got into them pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, we've, we've both got Lacuna Coil tattoos, um, both sort of based on Mackie's drawings, but with a slightly different twist to them, um, of which the band have seen when we went to see them in uh, London, which is pretty cool.
0: So, do you want to tell us a little bit more about those tattoos, then? What they look like and where are they? If, if then, <laughs> if you can.
3: Em's
4: one's on her right arm to start off with, um, which is sort of the adaptation of the Dark Adrenaline uh, album cover, which has got a nun on rather than um, just just a normal face. Um, it's also got the the. Lacuna coil symbol, which is purple rather than red because she's got an allergy to the red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got pretty much the cover, but it's got sort of a ghost bottom rather than just a, a normal bottom half, and it's got the red Lacuna coil <coughs> symbol, but mine's on my left arm, not on
3: my right arm.
0: So, what made you decide to get a Lacuna coil tattoo?
3: Well, I've always wanted to get one, but there's so many different lyric ones that obviously you can get and there's so many different lyrics sure, sure. That I struggled over and I, I thought if I get one type of lyric and then I'll want something else and I thought I couldn't didn't want to have sort of all these different lyrics, I just and I couldn't make my mind up. And then I saw when Dark Adrenaline came out, obviously Mackie had designed all these awesome pictures. Sure. sure. I thought that's actually that kind of art is, is amazing and I c I'd kind of like that on me somewhere. That kind of means something to me. But I didn't just want to copy one of his drawings, um, and the sort of the nun on on my arm sort of rep, represents my innocent side as a, as my dark side. So sort of like the dark and the light, um, and holding the, the Lacuna Coil symbol is to me is just a, a pinnacle of the fact that I, I really like Lacuna Coil when I've liked them for so long, and they. I, I could continue to to listen to the same album all day if if <laughs> if I had to because I just I, it would never get boring to me I just I, I love them.
0: That's really cool. Thank you very much. So have you, you've been into them for ten years now. Can you remember how you first got into the band?
3: Yeah. Um, purely by the fact I went over to a friend's house and they they just played. Uh, it was a comalise that they put on. And I was like, oh, my God, this is... I'd never heard of them before. Um, for me, I'd only really got in when I was sort of about 13. I started to listen to sort of alternative music. Prior to that, I was quite... I'd, I hadn't heard it before. Um, only sort of things like Black Sabbath and stuff that my dad used to play. But um, So I went over to there and, and they were playing the Comalites and I, I really enjoyed it. And they were playing... Not long after this, they played the Scala, Kings Cross Scala, an acoustic set, and I was lucky enough to get a ticket, um, so I went along to that, and I was just like, oh my god, this is this is so amazing." And from then I, I went back and I listened to the sort of uh, the f- beyond stuff like half life and um, I st- that's where I started. I thought've I've got to get into this," and I, I bought their stuff, and I just continued to go to their gigs, but it wasn't until uh last uh, 2011 that I actually got to meet them.
0: And what about you, Peach? I get the impression you kind of got dragged into it, is that right?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was nothing like that. It was kind of on our our third date, I'd say, which is probably day three of us actually meeting each other. Um, Em pretty much had... Oh, what song was it that was on? I think it was 1.19 that she had playing to initiate. And then it kind of went from there. I just asked her what the band was and we just went back and just... Played literally everything, and ever since then we've both sort of got more and more into it. And as soon as I found out that Coil were playing back in 2011, I I couldn't not have us both go and meet them. So it was just kind of brought on from that really. And then we went to MFVF and then they played the Coil Manson gig where we saw Mike and had a proper conversation with Mike, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then we've we've been going ever since, haven't we? Every time we could,
0: we kind of got the chance, well, if we've been over and seen them. Brilliant. So something special happened in, uh, in London last year, didn't it? Do you want to take us through what happened there? You can do
4: your side of bit tell it first.
3: Yeah. Um, I'll tell my bit of the story and then Peach can tell her a bit of the story. Sure. We'd just come back from MFVF and a week later we were going to the London gig. Um, Peach had been acting sort of really strangely and like I kept on, the, on the way to the gig she had this plan and I thought we haven't got to get there till later, we've got meet and greet tickets so we don't really need to queue, we're staying in a hotel we haven't you know, got a rush and she kept going bright red which usually means she's either lying she's either hiding something, she's embarrassed or she's having an allergic reaction to Jaeger and I thought well she's going to be driving so I don't think she started on the Jaeger just yet <laughs> As we got there, we checked into the hotel, and then we went and stood outside the um the venue and Peach kept saying to me, "Are the band there yet?" because where the cocoa is, obviously down the side is where the band park their their um coach and I kept saying oh, why i said we, we meet we 're meeting them in about two hours why Why do you want to know why they 're there?" so anyway, I said, oh, yeah, I think they 've just come out from sound checks, so she went running off and i thought what 's going on and then um, Anyway, we finally got in, the doors opened and we did the meet and greet and Pete said, you've got to go and stand over there. And then suddenly, because um, we were talking to two other girls that were there as well, she sent me off to the bar and I was like, I don't think the bar's up, like, open yet. But I went off to the bar and uh, then suddenly um, Christina and Andrea came over and I thought, oh, this is really cool. They've like come to speak to us first, thinking oh they probably might remember us from last week. And then suddenly... I, like everyone there sort of turned around and watched, and uh, Christina said, I've got something to give to you. And in her hand was this little box, and I was like, I don't think that's going to have a bracelet in it. I was like, what's going on? I've gone bright red at this point, so it's not Peach anymore, it's me that's red. And uh, she started saying that um, Peach wanted to give me something, and uh, then I turned around, and then Peach started talking, and just. And uh, she proposed to me, which was. Uh... <laughs> Well, it was amazing, but I thought I was saying yes, and what I was actually saying was, are you being serious, over and over and over again, until Christina said, so what do you say? And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> yes, and uh, then I cried, and I thought, oh, no, but now I've got to stand there with, like, makeup running down my face. But, yeah, I said yes, and it was... It, to be honest, for me, that's got to be the best proposal ever. My favourite band there, Helping Peach, proposed to me... It's just brilliant it's just what so a beautiful good. story
0: <laughs> but no no pressure then so what about you peach how did that all come about
4: um well i was in conversation with mike uh, after we first met him as i say in the london gig and it was something that i'd already spoken to him about and said that you know i was going to propose but i wanted to kind of come up with something that
3: was really original
4: and the only thing I could think was to do it at MFVF. And then he came up with a suggestion. He just said, why don't you ask them and see if they'll help? So I thought, I do know what I'll do. I'll, I'll, you know, follow Mike's idea. It's worth a shot. Mm-hmm. And sort of emailed Andrea and got a response back. And we kind of set things up, up from then, really. And, uh, yeah, I was supposed to meet... Andrea outside at about four o'clock and Em taking so long to get ready pushed us back to about five so I thought oh god how am I going to do it without seeing but luckily enough um, Mackie was outside which was the really good sort of surprise to the whole Coco gig as well and uh, yeah I just went up to Mackie kind of explained the whole situation what was going to be happening and then I asked him to give the ring to Andrea to pass over because i had no idea that he'd get christina involved i just thought it would be us and andrea and that kind of thing and it all sort of clicked into place <laughs> as such
0: all worked perfectly
4: yeah pretty much
0: what a beautiful story thank you very much for sharing that <laughs> that's that's so cool and I, as you say you, you can't really think of a, a better proposal than that and i wish you both all the happiness
3: thank you. thank you <laughs>
0: One final question before I let you go. Um, We we talked about your tattoos and we talked about how you met the band and, of course, the proposal last year. Um, What does being a Lacuna Corps fan mean to you both?
3: It just feels like Lacuna Corps community, really, is just one big family. Um, You can talk to any Lacuna Core fan and get the same response. You're there for the, the band, the music, supporting music, not there to meet up at gigs and have a fight like so many communities that there there are following bands that purely go there just to fight people um I've, as i said i've liked like the for such a long time that i just i love going to gigs and you could just walk up to anyone and they'll just talk to you you, you know you don't have to be friends and i just I've I've never met or seen a band that that have such a following like that, such a family and it's just it's, it's such a lovely thing to see.
4: For me personally, I've never known a band to have so much communication with their fans and they they seem so happy to do so, which, you know, as Em says, makes it a family. It's not just, you know, these airheaded celebrities just making random statuses. They are actually heartfelt and, you know, you can you can feel the connection that they've got with every single fan which is so rare to find that yeah it's it's something that that's really special to be part of
0: yeah I, I wholeheartedly agree and I, I think you've captured that very well thank you very much thank you so very much for joining us and um look forward to speaking to you again soon
4: pleasure. thank, thank you. you
0: you take care you time.
2: Indeed. Fourth, yep.
0: fourth song from the <clears throat> Lacuna Call EP, Soul Into Hades. Who wants to start off on this one?
2: Mike, do you want to take this one? I think Mike uh, should start. Go on, Mike. You think I
1: should start? Um, <laughs> I think you should.
0: <laughs> well, I
1: I actually did make some notes today about it. Oh, he's which... done his homework. Yes very loose notes, because, like with the other stuff that we've already talked about it's it leaves you guessing, but as well as leaving you guessing, I would say it's probably one of my favorite songs on the p so far,
0: out of interest was it a favorite song before you started um listening to it again for for the review, or was it
1: um kind of, but I think the more that I think the one thing that's helped me, I don't know about you too is that doing these reviews, looking at the actual lyrics in detail. Because I don't know whether it's my hearing, because I'm getting old, but there's certain things that I've thought are uh, what I've thought they have been for years with Lacuna Call lyrics, and the, the complete opposite once you um once you read them. So I don't know whether that's their accents combined with my hearing as well. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> so come on in. Tell us what you think of the song.
1: Uh, I, I just think that vocally i think andy's um vocals are probably the strongest maybe um on the ep so far for me um and the melody with the guitars go as well with christina's vocal range on it i think that works really well and i don't know i don't know it fits in perfectly with where it is on the ep and uh thumbs up from me on it
0: what about you Russ.
2: Me, um, a kind of similar sentiment to Mike really. Um, I love the guitar solo that comes in in sort of the final third of the song. Oh, I like think yes. it fits the, it. The first yeah, guitar yeah, solo that we mate. get. Yeah, yeah, Um lyrically, love the song. Um it's got a lot of depth to it lyrically. Um it's, you know, plenty there to keep you guessing and also to interpret either, you know, how, how you feel on a given day. Um, in terms of the vocals I think it's probably the rawest uh, recording of Christina's vocals on any Lacuna Core record uh, that's just my personal opinion but I yeah, think it's still noticed great that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah
0: it was um, I, you said it a few moments ago Mike about um, Andy's vocals and I think this is the first time we actually get to hear the non-growling vocals from Andrew oh Andy yeah definitely on, on, on the this is the first time through you know, on this EP and uh, it's certainly the clearest and he actually gets the most airplay as it were and it yeah, works yeah. really, really well. Whereas Christina's is you, you can hear the fact it's a younger Christina that's that's singing yeah. here. Yeah. That's definitely. very, very true. Um, very obvious to me, I thought. Sorry, you were saying.
2: Um, yeah, I mean it's similar to The Secret in terms of, sort of the, the style of the song um, and, and key changes. The one thing that I noticed very prominently in this song, um, and I think it demonstrates very, very well, is the understated genius of Marco's bass playing. If you listen <laughs> yeah, to it all the way yeah, through the song, yeah. it's, it's the bass that holds it together, and it's, it's sort of, it hides there in the background. Again, just after that guitar solo comes in, you can very, very prominently hear the bass or towards the outro. And it's very, very cleverly done.
0: Yeah, I guess looking back, I mean, I didn't really say much specifically about This Is My Dream last week and that specifically the bass, the beginning, but the, I was listening to that again today because I like to listen to the song that prior to the song that we're talking about, mm. yeah yeah, um, just to kind of get a view as to how the tone changes and this is my dream's quite upbeat, but he's got that he- really heavy bass right at the beginning, yeah, but you're right, the bass is more subtle in um in this song, and yeah i I do agree with you. Actually. it actually does come across very very well. I like the beginning as well of this of this particular number, and I also like the the end the the fact that it just cuts off it just stops. Mm. and, it, yeah. and I, I do wonder why they did that and I, I wonder if it's, if it's because of the lyrical content of the song I was reading through it and listening closely again today and pick it up on your point Mark, about uh, you listen again and you hear things that are new that you thought you thought you knew yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah it's certainly been quite insightful uh, the, f- the first thing that strikes me is the name of the song actually which is quite an interesting one mm. Soul into Hades and is it fair to say that this is about dying?
1: Mm, I, I would think so. Or the, the direction, possibly, that your life is taking as you're getting older, perhaps.
2: Mm. Yeah, it like... definitely def- continues the the earlier theme of sort of um, that gothicness in the lyrics. Yeah. The opening two lines, Mother of the day has come, somebody's trying to take my life away. So mm. Again, it's, it's very much um, in similar content uh, to the other songs, but it, it takes a different path, so to speak
0: yeah I thought it was very much like the secret you said it earlier us about it's almost like i mean there is a it feels like there's a story there uh and it almost could be a story that leads on from the secret obviously if you look for these things it's easy to make to connect your own dots but oh, it really yeah. does feel that there's a lyrical progress progression i should say from the secret through to the mm. song and Andy's almost just like a cry for help of someone that's dying and he's calling out to someone mm. and Christina seems to be responding because her voice is one of hope and she mentions all kinds of things I mean I, I, I there's one line which really stands out to me and I've listened to it over and over again because I thought I'd heard it wrong but pretty convinced I haven't and it's her line and it's I'll be there with you whenever you are and I thought surely that should be wherever you are Mm. But actually, it's not. It's whenever, and I, I can't decide whether this is a, a translation thing. Cause obviously, it's one of the first songs that the band did, mm. or whether it's really intentionally like that. And it's about someone that, when the other person goes, um, they will be thought of forever. You know, it's, it doesn't matter when it is. I'll be there for you, sort of thing. And it's, um, I find, I find that quite fascinating. It's probably one of my favourite lines.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's good. And there's, there's also, um, there's a note. I think it's Andy's line. Says it. I'll go between the sun and shining stars, which is almost like, where am I going to go after I die?
1: Yeah, um, like you're trapped mm. in limbo almost.
0: Yeah, and I and I did wonder if that was related to the idea of going into Hades. You know, Hades being, of course, the classical afterlife. Yeah. Um. So it was like, I'm going to die. Where am I going to go? and I'm worried about that. And the response is, you're going to go somewhere good. Mm. And and even if you don't, or the place you go, I'm going to be thinking of, I'm going to be there. It's, it's Whatever I do in the future, um, I'll do in your name. Because she says that, everything I'll do for me, which is intriguing, it's not for you, it's for me, as in stuff I do when you're mm. there, I'll be doing it in your name. And I thought that was, yeah, it's, it's got some some fantastic lyrics in it. It really has. It's just real, really poetic song more so than very say, deep as well isn't it yeah, yeah absolutely more so than this is my dream
2: I found. it's almost like a haunted love song if you look at the lines you know prior to the ones you just mentioned mate, it's can't you tell tell me girl what yeah. i should say and where i'll go tonight so it's almost like you know you're coming to the end of a relationship one of one of the two is possibly dying possibly going into the afterlife and it's kind of a, a mood of contemplation yeah
0: and i, I wonder if it's it isn't not it's not even literal. It's because it's a metaphorical after life after you say the end of a relationship. Mm. Because mm. we see in the first verse, it starts off with literally the song starts with "Mother, the day has come," and then in the second verse, it's "Can't you tell me, girl?" Now that feels like to me that you, he's not saying that to the same person.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought the same.
0: And that I, f- I find that quite fascinating that that there is a suggestion that this. This song is aimed at. Well, it's not aimed at. I shouldn't say it's. It's him talking to two different people or anybody that represents the uh, the other side of a relationship.
2: Mm. Yeah. Again, it's sort of it depends which way you you interpret it. When he says mother, I mean, is it mother as in you know the parent, or is it mother as in you know uh, the religious sort of ill? Because is it, is it Mother Mary? Is it something like that? Yeah. Which sort of follows That's on true. with the you know the afterlife thing.
0: I, so, you know, I hadn't thought of that. Like, essentially, no, that first section is like a prayer. mm Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's another way of looking at it. There are so many aspects of this. I mean, it, it, it. I don't know how to fully interpret it, but it does feel like a lot of effort's going to the lyrics. It feels a very balanced song in that respect. I mean, I've, we've looked over a few songs now, and there's been songs that have lyr- lyrically not been as strong. Mm. Um, but at the same time, the music's been really strong and there have be other songs of the rare the, the reverse is true. This one, however, generally feels like it's balanced. There's good yeah, it flows songs very well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Song structure. Mm. I, for my own review, I, I have to say, prior to spending time with the song, and I have spent a lot of time, I have to say, over the last couple of days, just mm. listening to this and going through the lyrics, it was one of those ones which I kind of dismissed.
2: Mm. No, I totally agree. Yeah, you
0: know, I. I it almost just seems like a wrong to, to describe it as a filler, but hey, yeah. you guys referred to this is my dream as a filler last <laughs> week, so I'm I'm going to say this felt like a filler, but it doesn't feel like a filler anymore. Maybe that's just a reflection of when you listen to a song so much, you get to understand what the song's really about. But yeah, it felt like a filler to me, but not now. So, final thoughts and a score, Mike. What do you think? I'll um I'll go out on a limb
1: and I will say eight and a half.
0: Wow. Okay. Mm. Quite high. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Russ?
2: Me, um I'm trying to stay as, as balanced as I can here. So, yeah, no, so no you know The songs that are to come and sort of weighing weigh them all up for me, uh, it's probably a seven out of ten overall.
0: Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to um, to give 15s out of 10, are we? I think it might start to happen if we're not careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as for me, I, do you know, I'm really struggling with this. I kind of see what your point there, Russ, in that we we want to keep, be balanced about it, but I've really learned to appreciate this song. I'm going to measure it up against the other songs that, I've, that we've um, thought about and reviewed so far. And I'm gonna say a seven like you, but I think I might be being a little unfair on Soul into Hades. Uh, and I would recommend everybody give it another listen because it, it actually is a real grower and it's got it's a really well balanced song, really enjoyable. But I think that brings us to an end today. So. Just as a reminder to everybody: if you want to check out the uh, the podcast or give us some feedback, you can do so at the uh, Empty Spiral page, which is www empty spiral dot net, and you can find the link to the podcast from the front page there. We've also got a face, pa- face page, Facebook page <laughs> at, at facebook forward slash empty dot net. We're on Twitter if you want to give us a tweet, which is at emptyspiral.net. and don't forget to give us a rating on iTunes. All right, thanks very much, guys. Thank you for listening and look forward to speaking to you soon.
1: Yep, cheers, thank you. See you everyone. Have a good week. Bye.